Hello, welcome to Accountable Love, where we're trading past pain for future happiness. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we'll be talking about stresses outside of the relationship or stresses we encounter in life when we're dealing with, you know, when we do have happy and healthy relationships. Um, somebody wrote on my post, well, a friend of mine's or a class, mine. mine, a classmate of mine, said that, um, She's going through a lot of stress because she recently had a child. I mean, she had a child about, I think, a year, two years ago that has health health issues. I don't think he's older than that. Okay. But he has, you know, he has health issues, and she's married, and her and her partner go through it because her child is in and out of the hospital. And so she wrote, you know, we should. she wants us to address how a couple could still stay together through all that turmoil. How could they not, you know... How could they still rekindle or renew their marriage or what would you say, their passion? Yeah, I keep the intimacy. Keep the intimacy in place with all of that going on and at the drop of a hat, they can be in the hospital. Well, I think it starts with just kind of being honest with what's going on and understanding that she's not in it alone, right? So she's married and they both have this child together. So they should both... Um, their number one priority obviously is the child because he's sick all the time, but they should also be reminded to take care of each other and know that, you know, one parent shouldn't be a little bit more stressed out than the other. Although as a mom, you often think that because you take on a lot more responsibility because you're the mother and you're doing extra stuff and, you know, we tend to we tend to, to continue to be busy and we kind of fuss over things that we probably shouldn't always fuss about and men are a little bit more laxed. Um, so you always think that you're taking on the burden or more, most of responsibility. But I think it's about, you know, being honest about what's going on, your fears, your concerns, and having a partner that's also open to listen to it and not being dismissive. I think, you know, women tend to look at us as lax, but really what it is is we're trying to take care of the woman while they're taking care of the child. So, like, I do think there's a lot of, you know, pressure on the man to actually maintain his composure because it can't be two people in a relationship frantic. I mean, when it comes down to, like, let's say the, the sick child and, like, the marriage and the intimacy of the marriage, I think you have to, you know, try to find that equal balance, meaning understanding. We, we talk about mentalities all the time on this show, and that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about, a mentality at all times, being accountable in love. And things do have to be present. Like the love for one another does have to still try to be present because there was a love before the child, you know, came into existence. And I do think that, you know, though it's hard, you have to find a way to look at when something is out of your control. You know, if your, your child is in, in the hospital and your child is going through all kinds of pain, but it's a recurring thing. I think you we have to you have to share the load. You know, you have you have parents, if you have friends, I think there needs to be a rotation of when y'all are in the hospital. And I think the two parents have to find an equal balance, meaning sometimes just, you know, allow somebody else to deal with that, whether you it's a grandparent, whether it's a you know, friends or relatives and being sit in the hospital, you know, and kinda deal with the the day-to-day for a little while and let them, you know, rekindle. I don't know how easy it would be, but I think, you know, that's a recommendation. Like, really just let go of certain things. Certain things is in God's hands, and certain things you 
though you have to be, you know, you want to be at the hospital, certain things, certain shifts, your parents could actually take that shift while y'all, you know, y'all actually talk about y'all actual marriage. Well, you touched on a couple of things. So one of the things you touched on is, you know, the man being a little bit um, relaxed, right? So I think that as a woman, we need to also understand that just because, you know, our spouse is not on 10, that that doesn't mean that he doesn't care. You know, everyone deals with tragedy or grief or stress differently. And and if you have a man who is a little bit more laid back and does is not always on 10, then it's also knowing your partner and understanding that he is just as present. He's just not showing the emotion the way you are. And, and that's okay. Another thing that you also touched on was also the support, right? Um, my daughter spent the early years of her life every year in the hospital. I mean, every year we spent weeks at a hospital at a time. She had really bad asthma and it was a lot. But the one thing I am, a sing well, I'm a single parent on paper, but um, I do, I've always had a great support system. So they helped with the load. So although I spent nights in the hospital, um, they were there to relieve me. Um, I was able to go home and, and, and take a proper shower and eat it. They would bring me food so I could eat a proper meal. Um, they made sure that I they picked me up so that when it was time for us, when we were discharged, they took us home. So I always had around the clock care, not just for myself, but also for my daughter. So while I was taking care of sacrificing and doing the necessary things that a mom would do or do the things that a mom would do and staying at the hospital, I had people taking care of me. and. I had people taking care of me because I was open, honest, and allowed them to take care of me. So I Definitely. think that that's really important as well. Like we need to be able to reset as well. You know, when your child is in a hospital, um, all the other things that you have going on in your going on in your life kind of is put on the back burner, or, or you're hitting the pause button, and then you have to once everything's all done, you have to start all over again, and it's tough. So when you're doing it alone, or if it's just you and your husband, it can get a little taxing. So that's why it's really important to have other people around to help out as well. Definitely. I, I, I do think, you know, like you having a support system and you being a single person, then, you know, it does, it, it touches on the fact that you did have a sick child and the fact that you did have a support system. But I think where it gets tricky is the guilt. Like while your child is suffering, you can't possibly have fun or you can't possibly be intimate or you can't possibly engage in any healthy dialogue with your partner. It does feel like, you know, you don't care if you choose to go that route. And how I, you know, how I would definitely, what I would definitely recommend is you still live, live life the way you're supposed to live it. I mean, when something is out of your control, you can't do anything by being miserable. You can't do anything by, it's not caring more to be sad. It's just like if you was in the hospital, how would you want the people you love to live? Do you want them to just be at your side all the time and stru um, struggling and stressed out? I don't think that that would be what you want. So I doubt what your child, you know, a loving child would want as well. I mean, you want to be there to support your child. But if you have somebody that has a telephone and they can reach you if, you know, any complications occur, and that's different. But if you, you know, are dealing with a sick child, y'all gotta y'all gotta steal moments. You definitely oh, yeah. have to steal moments for one another because there's two like the strength strengthening each other is gonna actually strengthen the child. It's gonna actually help with the environment that the child is living in. If you know, if y'all are real close and y'all are affectionate and y'all are unafraid to say love, love, love is something that will heal. 
you know, and it, it may sound corny or cliche, but love, like having a loving environment does create a better mentality and a better environment for your child, whether your child is sick or whether your child is healthy. It still creates a healthy environment because, you know, they, they see happiness, so they feel happy on the inside, regardless of the pain they're going through or they're suffering it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your energy plays a huge part. And like you said about just being honest about your situation if you have a child that is like there's things that happen unexpectedly so those things are kind of a little hard to deal with because they come out of nowhere but after year two rolled around and i was running to the hospital again and spending another week in the hospital i kind of not that i i wasn't always negative about oh yeah she's gonna get sick this year but i kind of knew that it could happen and i try to prepare myself mentally if it did happen i mean we spent her birthday in the hospital we spent christmas in the hospital we spent thanksgiving in the hospital it was not fun but you know each time that we were there i felt like it was i learned something new she had asthma i i don't have asthma i never had to deal with it so i i didn't know really what to expect and how to get ahead of it and we always ended up at this place where she had to spend days at the hospital because it developed into pneumonia so i had to learn about all of that and every time I spent, every week that I spent the at the hospital, I learned something new. And it, it, it lessened my chance of being there the next year. And you know, that's how I kind of looked at it. Like it was a bummer, but we literally transitioned one year, the whole, her room into, for, for Christmas. Cause we actually spent Christmas in the actual hospital. So I think that, you know, sometimes you can't get ahead of some of the unexpected stresses, but if you put your best foot forward, if you're thinking, if you're forward think, if you're a forward thinker, and you're always thinking positive, then you should, then it shouldn't be as stressful for you, your partner, your child, because they feel all of that energy. Definitely, it's a lot of people deal with the it's easier said than done method, but we gotta lean on people that are in a healthy space when we are not in a healthy space because. At that point, they know better. I mean, there's times I've been angry. There's times I've been sick. There's times I never wanted to go to, the, you know, to the doctor. Like, I miss to put tea on everything. You know, I like to heal everything with tea. think tea is going to heal everything. One time <laughs> I had the flu, you know, and I had like 103 fever. And I'm sitting there talking about I got some tea. Me tea. <laughs> and I'm like bedridden and I, I had to get to get it together go to the hospital and if I didn't make it to the hospital you know something could have happened I could have went in the shock so on and so forth the doctor said you know it's very serious so if I didn't have the support I needed and at that time if I wasn't willing to listen to them and I then I would you know who knows what would have happened but at the end of the day it is it is it is a not just easier said than done it's, it is about you know trying to do it it is about opening your, your your mind and your heart to when somebody is trying to give you some form of assistance because they're using their strength and they're giving you some of their strength so they can balance out the room, you know, and balance out the relationship. So it does get difficult when, you know, you're arguing about who, not saying, you know, this couple is doing that because I really don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but I do know that I see her, you know, struggling on Facebook from time to time, I see pictures of, you know, her going through things. When she came down here, her um, husband ran the marathon and she was down in the city. And, you know, we we talked a little bit. We chopped it up. And, you know, she was showing me, telling me how much she's struggling and how much, you know, they go through here and there. So I just got little bits and pieces of it. So, 
you know, I hope everything did improve and, you know, they're able to get through it a little more. But my advice would be just, you know, like uh, lean on other people. Always use and still the moments you can. Always, you know, open up and talk to the people that you need to talk to. Don't never feel like you're a burden for feeling the way you're feeling. But at the same time, if you know that you can be a burden if you're constantly in that moment or in that mood, you have to find a way to fight out of that mood and still kind of live live the life you have because your kid deserves the best of you. You know, your kids deserves the best of y'all. The kid deserves the best marriage possible, you know. And, you know, though the kid, you know, is sick, you still have to, you know, have the strength to show the kid what love truly is. And love is a powerful, positive thing. It's not just being sad about moments that are really, really out of our control. But also, too, like, there are, you know, support groups. I don't know what type of sickness um, your friend's child has. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, there's all sorts of support groups out there. So you're not the only one um, going through certain things. Like, I'm sure I could have found a group, you know, to deal with um, how to, to battle asthma or whatever the case may be. Um, so there's, like, certain levels of support, too. Like, you can have the family, the friends that can do the physical support and help chip in and do all that stuff. And then you can have the other type of support with other parents that actually know exactly what you're going through so that you, you're not alone. So I know for me, sometimes I can exaggerate at times, or I used to exaggerate. Maybe I have my moments. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, some and dealing with, you know, say if I was in a relationship, my significant other may think he may not take me so serious because I'm always exaggerating. You know, that could be the, the I'm not saying that that's the case in this relationship, but it, it, it could be very well that you're taking on extra stress and he's not quite understanding it and he thinks that you're overreacting. But if you guys both went to these support groups and he kind of saw that there's other children going through what you other families going through what you guys are going through, maybe he'll be a little bit more understanding to actually what you're going through and know, and realize that maybe you're not exaggerating. Yeah, that's actually a recommendation that I gave one of my coworkers whose daughter suffers from Crohn's disease and she's always in pain and it's really hard for her to live her day to day. And, you know, she's a grown woman now. She's 29, 30 years old. And I was telling her, you know, you might want to encourage her to go to a support group because you're getting up in age mm -hmm. and you're trying to, like, maintain your own lifestyle. And she's now old enough to see if you're struggling because you're trying to care about care for her mm -hmm. and not living the life that she feels you should live. So that's extra, you know, extra stress. So I told her first she needs to create an environment that is a, is a more happy and pleasant environment. And I'm not saying fake it. Don't no. fake happiness. Mm -hmm. But... Really find things y'all can enjoy enjoy together when you are dealing with her being sick, you know, when you are dealing with her pain, because she's the one dealing with the pain. I mean, it's hard to see your child suffer, but they're the ones suffering. They're the ones dealing with the pain. And to add on to that pain with the with a negative or a miserable environment is not, you know, conducive to their spirit. So, you know, I did encourage her to have a daughter go to talk to other people while she's out doing things she has to do for her life. You know, she's getting up in age. And like she has a certain a certain time left on this earth. So I say, you know, while that's going on, while she is seeking support groups and actually spending time more time out the house and with people that actually suffer from the same condition she suffers from, you could actually be out doing something else for yourself as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it is about maintaining and maintaining that balance of, 
you know, having the outside world and maintaining the balance of your in, in it, your inner circle. The reality is we're adults. So things change and things happen. I could lose my job tomorrow. I could find out I have cancer. Like there's all types of shit that can happen. But with the right mentality, you can get through anything. And I know that sounds so corny, but it's the truth. I mean, I wasn't always so positive. I didn't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. I at times couldn't get out my own way. But I'm finally at a place in life where, you know, I I don't live, you know, my life just to get through the work week. I enjoy every single day. You know, I'm not chasing a Friday because I love every day of the week. And, you know, not because it sounds good, because I really enjoy it. And I enjoy living. I don't want to rush, rush through life. Like, we're not going to be here forever. So, you know, I'm finally at a place where I'm looking at more of the positive. My glass is always looking at, let me finish my thought, looking at the positive more than the negative. My glass is always half, half full, not half empty. And because of that, when I am dealing with, with stresses, it's not as stressful. Like I know I can get through it. I know if I lose my job tomorrow, it's gonna be a setback, but I'll figure it out. I know that if God forbid I found out that I had a terminal illness, we'll fig well, I'll be dying, but <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll live my last days the best that I can. Because again, I don't wanna waste time, life on bullshit and being negative because it doesn't, it doesn't pay and it doesn't, it's, it's not worth it. It's not, it's, not, it's not worth the stress, it's not worth the headache, and it doesn't really get you anywhere. So I think that with the right mentality and the positive, and the positive outlook on life, and if you're forward thinking, it can get you through anything. I think we spent a lot of accountable love talking about you know, things that we do to one another, but there's a lot that happens within you know, our relationships that are out of our control. And we do need to spend more time talking about things and how to cope with those mm -hmm. things and finding different ways to cope with with things that are just coming at us, you know, like there hard. are illnesses yes. out there, you know, that affect families, you know, but there are things, you know, like I don't know how people are dealing with like God. I don't know how people are dealing with, you know, being spiritual or just happiness in general, but. I will always say you can't control what happens, but you control how you take it in. You control the mood. You can always control the, your environment by the mood you set. You know, so, you know, people are getting cancer scares all the time. People are getting, you know, HIV. People are getting, you know, like terminal illnesses on a regular basis, and they're getting death sentences. And some people, you know, beat it. Some people, you know... I have a mission. Some people, you know, find a way through it. And other people, they pass away. Mm -hmm. And their family members have to cope with that. They're missing because death is one of the, it is the highest stressor. Yeah. That, that you can actually deal with. And based on how you live life with a person would relieve some of the, the pain. Absolutely. Not saying that the pain won't be there, but it will relieve some of the pain. So I'm not saying walk around thinking about the person dying, but. No, use this around. life to understand that people do die and and it's not you know tomorrow isn't promised so we definitely have to use today to now make sure that promise is fulfilled so you put your all into the people you love and i'm not saying you can reach out to everybody that you love and everybody you care about on a regular basis because that's unrealistic but at the end of the day you can you know when you are around them you give them all of who you are whether you have a negative, whether you have a positive, you know, y'all actually battle it out. Y'all actually go through the things together because that's really what accountable love is all about. It's just about not just holding each other accountable 
in the hard times, but holding each other accountable to have good times, holding each other accountable to to um, fight through, like saying the hard things and to fight through different, you know, different things that occur. People lose their partners. I mean, not just through death and death, like they lose their partners, like whether they cheated or left them or, you know, they lose their partners in so many different ways. And I mean, I've lost partners and it's been painful. And that pain is, I mean, it's intense. It's intense enough. It will blacken your heart. You know, like I've been in places where the next person talked to me, I'm going to swing on them or, you know, I, I didn't want to eat or, you know, I was eating too much or I was in the bed all the time. And, you know, when you're in that painful place, you know, you're looking at your phone, you're sweating in the middle of the night, you're waking up. You know, that pain is like no other. I mean, it's close to losing somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's close to a death. It feels real close to a death where the person's still alive and you know you can't even touch them. And, you, and you know, everything is so, it's basically so bad that you're not going to rekindle. There's no way you can look in the mirror and say, I can be with this person again. So you kind of mourn in that relationship. So there's so much that goes on. And so many times you need to lean on other people. And a lot of people do, you know, the whole independent thing and trying to do things by themselves, but it's not worth it. It's not worth carrying all them bags alone when you can have somebody relieve some of that pressure and you could actually get to your destination without bruising your hands. You can actually get to your destination without breaking your back. You can actually get to your destination when you can connect to other people. And I mean, I'm not saying just have people around to help you through it. I'm talking about having solid people around that want to be there for it, you know, and want to help you through it. So, you know, you you sit and you think about everything that can happen and you have to find a way through all of that misery and through all of that pain and still look at this life and see the joyful moments of this life. And you create that. You create the joy. Yeah. And it's about not beating up the people that's around around you either. So that's, you know, people typically do that as well. You know, they're having a bad situation. They feel like other people don't understand they didn't get enough sleep. They're, you know, running back and forth to the hospital. Um, but that doesn't leave, that doesn't give you a pass to be nasty and mean to the people around you. You know, that just means that you have to be extra, extra mindful. So it's like me, you know, going to work and I didn't get enough sleep. I'm extra mindful because I don't want to take that out of my co-workers yeah, because it's not fair. It's so it doesn't mean that the people that are surrounding you and willing to help you, they're not punching bags either because that's not fair. You, you know, you can express how upsetting it may be or how stressed out or fatigued you are, but that is no reason to be, to be mean and nasty to other people. I would say the mentality of it is just being solution driven. Yeah. Like if you unsure about something, ask questions. If, you know, if you are not getting the answers you you feel you need, keep asking questions and keep getting those answers. If, you know, if you feel fatigued, you know, allow somebody else to ask the questions yeah. and allow mm-hmm. somebody else to get the answers. It is all about solution and really looking looking for the next understanding. And sometimes the solution isn't there. The solution is in just allowing yourself to sit back in a room quiet and think and the solution may just come the following day. Yeah. So like there is a part of this that we control and there's a part of it that's just spiritual that the universe actually controls. And we just have to know that we have to know that dance and we have to understand what's within our control and what's out of our control. 
We can't control we can't control sickness. You know, doctors, you know, they can play God, but we can't control sickness. We can just understand how to cure it. We can understand how to deal with it and relieve it. We can understand how to attack it. But we can't control that it happens. Well, no, I need, I need, we can prevent, maybe we we can have preventive measures. But once it's in once it's in play, we have to think solution because we can get caught up in the sickness and the person you know passes the person. Like we didn't spend our best, we didn't give the person a, the best of us in the last days. So we really need to think. Once the sickness is in, involved, we have to find ways to attack it, and at the same time, we have to do it in a way where we bring joy to the person's life. We have to find that balance. Well, yeah, anytime that my daughter was in the hospital, I kind of looked at it like she was at the place she needed to be to get better. And, you know, luckily at the time, I didn't have a really stressful job where I couldn't take off the time just to spend with her. I had the days. I took my days. Um, if not, you know, I rotated time with other people. Um, but I always, although it was a bummer to sleep, I mean, if you ever slept at the, hosp at the hospital with a child, you know that sleeping on a pull-out cot is no fun. It's really uncomfortable. Definitely. But I, I knew that I was a step closer to getting the care that she needed. I was a step closer to getting, um, to understanding um, asthma and understanding what was going on. So And we were all in rotation. Yeah, and that's how I looked at it. I looked at it like, so you everybody know. Everybody got a bad back from them cots. Yeah, and I, I just looked at it like, you know, well, we're here. It kind of sucks to be here, but you know what she's she's gonna get better and we had to balance the times mm -hmm. at work and everybody yeah. didn't have the same amount of time yeah. so mm -hmm. one person had to take off we was just still in time here and there yeah. and one person would take off the other person other two would go to work mm -hmm. other three would go to work the other four you know like mm -hmm. it's just one of those things we'll keep one sometimes we'll have two mm -hmm. two people can get off but it was a constant and you know good thing she got better and good thing it wasn't a chronic thing and it wasn't recurring but at the end of the day, when you do have a chronic, a person with a chronic illness and a per and something will occur on a regular basis, you have to really just look at it that this is going to be your life. So you're going to have to find that balance with the other yes. people around you. Mm -hmm. Because I understand it's your child and I understand it's your father or your mother. I understand it's different people that are close to you, but you are in this with other people. Yep. And you have to always be mindful of that. Like you, you aren't in this alone. Mm -hmm. There may be your responsibility but at the same time they're your they're you're their responsibility yeah. so you have to be responsible in both ways where you're not being that man that's being extra strong you got to cry with you with your wife mm -hmm. you have to tell your wife how you feel tell yeah. your wife you know how it pains you let her in yeah. if it's you know if it's the the woman that's just extra frantic or being extra emotional all the time you or have bitchy. to listen <laughs> yeah, you have to listen to your partner and knowing he's the strong one at the time and he's trying to balance everything out and hold everything together and like do your part by giving him that extra support and that extra love because y'all in it together and there's two people in it. When it comes to, you know, friendship, there's, I mean, two, it starts with the two people in the friendship, the three people, the mm -hmm. four people, and y'all have to find that role. Y'all roles in that friendship and that balance and y'all got to understand y'all going to do different dances meaning yeah. one may be sick the strongest friend may get sick mm -hmm. so somebody else next person up you know next next time you know the person that is tends to be the weakest in a moment may say something that's brilliant and help the whole friendship yeah it's just one of those it's just one of those things that we're friends and we have these people in our lives for a reason 
And my mother taught me, you know, she 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 basically we used to use use all the time, use people, use people, and she was just saying how, yeah, we use people, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We misuse people is the bad thing. Yeah, so absolutely. you use you use your people, you use the people that you have around you because they're there to support you. Mm-hmm. And that support goes a long way. It's not something that is a burden. You no. can't make the decision for another person. If they're not telling you it's a burden, don't make the decision for them. Don't put extra weight on your on, on top of your weight. Like or, deal with the fact that you do you have to deal with the sick person or you have to deal with maybe losing your house or maybe you don't know, your house could have burnt down. There's so many things that just happen in, in a spare of the moment, blink of the eye. And you have to deal with it and process the information fast enough. But the reason why we're human beings is because we have reason and evidence. We have the ability to cope and adapt to anything. If we now put in the work and we train our brains with the mentality, why are we not in that? We're not in that situation. Or also too, like you know, a lot of things I hear is you know people still have trust issues within their friendships. <laughs> so if you're friends with people and you don't want to lean on them too hard or you don't want to bring them into whatever you have going on because you think that a they're gonna throw it in your face or they're gonna have that hold that against you then maybe you need to reevaluate your friendship definitely because you know like i said we're adults and things change all the time like we realize as an adult that we can't control everything and you know decisions are made without you (laughs) and you know and that, that could rock our whole entire world but we should have people around that's gonna support that and support you and check you when you need to be checked and to help out when you need to when you need the help but never once will they ever throw it in your face so even if they are like say i'm i, I lost my job and now i'm miserable and extra bitchy and aziz brings it to my attention that doesn't mean that he's throwing it in my face because he bought me dinner five days in a row it's no he's, he's telling me because i'm being a bitch and i need to figure it out and that's i shouldn't treat him or anyone else that way Definitely. you know so if you're around people that you have to second guess on if on um, being vulnerable around them or if you want their help, then, you know, maybe you need to reevaluate your, your friendship circle. Yeah, because we did a podcast on submitting and it is important to surrender to the idea that you put these people in your life for a reason Absolutely. and you have to trust them with mm-hmm. everything you have because these moments happen when mm-hmm. we least expect it and we need to be prepared and we need to every day be prepared to actually encounter these moments with the people that we have to support our support system. You know, and we have these moments with. So, you know, look at the look at the fun times, look at the look at everything as a whole. But we do want to gain support or give support to those who actually want to deal with accountable love and really want to be accountable for what they stand for. Yeah, absolutely. And and who are solution driven? Definitely. So, you know, we want to support the people that are out there that want a voice and need a voice and have been those friends that said all the right things and people kept on just doing what they was going to do anyway and then they're mad at them for them creating their distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this may be the type of accountable love, maybe the type of love you need. So, I mean, we started the podcast talking about a, a raw topic and a topic close to home for one of my friends and I just hope, you know, she can get something from this and she's going to, you know, use this as some some way to strengthen her understanding with the situation she's going through with her child, you know. So, I'm Aziz. I'm Joy. And this is Accountable Love.